Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. What you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes. So without further ado, here is the preview, and I hope we see you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, where you can hear the rest. There, there's not going to be any published information on this way of thinking for probably the next 30 years. <laughs> so we won't even get the information of what this is called for a while now, because for somebody to say, I haven't found a man yet that can give me what Instagram gives me. Like Instagram is a human being. It's not a human being. Yeah. That's scary, man. But I'm sure uh, that person has something else going on besides that. So I'm sure some mental stuff going on. But I just think it's kind of normal now. Like, I, I just feel like people just don't. And again, I don't think the three years of a lockdown helped this. If you were already inclined toward this, you got a good couple of years. Like there was a good couple of years where you could just really not be normal, especially yeah. if you already weren't normal. Like you, you can, can get really, away with it. Yeah, you can really get a, get away with it, and it, not being normal became very normalized. Like um, again, there's a lot of people who haven't gone back, who haven't gotten back to normal sleep schedule yet, who are yeah. still just you know. Um, we, we were talking about this about how there's there's like people who they're fighting any attempt to go back to. Um, Normalcy by, Normalcy, yeah. by uh, society, which I agree with to a certain degree, as in a lot of stuff that was considered normal, I think is bullshit. Like, I don't think it was bad to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give him some credit with that. Like, for example, this idea that you have to be in the office, I think is bullshit. Like, yeah, I, that's bullshit. Of- I, I don't agree with that. I think people, if you get, look, if you're running a business, if you're getting more pro- production at home, who cares? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Work from home then. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if you have to work in an office, I think most of us can go back to it as in, okay, I'm not happy about it, but you know, I can do it. But there are a lot of people who, and and you said this, they got invested the idea. This is going to be the new normal. Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah. So they thought I'm never going to go back to an office. And if I have to go back, I just don't want to go back. Like, like I met people who like, you know, just quit jobs now. Because... There were people quitting jobs. I was just going to say that there yeah. were people quitting jobs because they had to go back to the office. Like there was people that I know these people for, you know, personally, they really did believe that this is this was going to be it. And it had gone on for so long that if there was any change to it, any modification to to that, they would quit. And I'm talking about people with good jobs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They would and just people quit. People who used to go into an office. It's not like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They never had to go into an office before. But uh, now what they used to uh, put up with, they feel entitled to not put up with. So Put up like, with, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, I think these people are kind of like... There's a relation to that. Like, you know, these people, they probably really got into um, hosting online Oh yeah, getting all that stuff online because everybody's locked down. People, the because th- the, the thirsty people now have you have more time too. They're gonna give you more comments, more likes, more retweets, yep. whatever. And how do you wean yourself off that? Like they turned they 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 spent a lot of time trying to make it tangible. So they spent a lot of time making a product they could sell or thirst trapping until they got enough attention. Whatever it is that they did. You know what I mean? They they spent a lot of time trying to perfect that. 
I don't know what how good it's gotten. You know what I mean? Like I have relatives that tried it and they're all looking for jobs now. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, like it couldn't get it done. Another one. We're talking about the the, the thriving of scams. Um, meme stocks during during yeah. the pandemic. Um, the crypto in GameStop. The crypto yep, yep. that was like blowing up left and right. Everybody, Wall Street bets. So, so how many do we have? We have Wall Street bets, crypto, um, meme stocks, PPP loans. Oh, then you had the NFTs came around. Oh yeah, the NFT. Yeah, that was a golden age for like scam. People were scamming themselves because yeah. like, they weren't just scamming other people. They people were scamming other people by scamming themselves first. Like I, when like, I first seen NFTs, kind of I was you like, wait a minute. I remember Nike had some type of NFT, and I was like, wait, so I can buy this shoe that's not real, and I'll never be able to wear it, and it's gonna be worth money. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was a scammer's paradise, man. That's worse than three car Molly. <laughs> yeah. The the best liar is a person that lies to themselves first. Like, you know, uh you, if your person lies to themselves, then tells that lie to other people, that's the best liar because they believe their own bullshit. And that's what people were doing. People were scamming themselves. Oh yeah. On a societal level, and then just uh, Venezuela, the whole country adopted Bitcoin. <laughs> I think it's Venezuela. No, it wasn't Venezuela. What, 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 what some some Latin American country just adopted Bitcoin just before it went to the toilet. Sheesh. That the whole country is uh, now they're in turmoil now. Uh, oh, it was El it was El Salvador. They they adopted cryptocurrency as the uh, national currency in September 2021, just in time for it. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Venezuela. I don't know why I said Venezuela. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's fucking nuts. Yeah, people were just, uh, and I'm not like a fan of Fresh and Fit. They have a whole bunch of issues, but them dudes are fucking weirdos. That clip, was, yeah, but that clip was very telling. And uh, uh, Crimson Cure on YouTube made a great point where she was like, "These women, like technically, like they're they're hot, they're you know." attractive in a conventional instagram way you know if you like that type of look or whatever there are these things but um they're just as much losers as the incel who um uh plays uh, xbox or warcraft all day you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. in, in the gaming chair or whatever or or d doing whatever like people can see that person as socially inept or or kind of like an incel, but uh, these people are as socially inept and and living in a virtual world as uh, as that person. Like you know, like it's that same, but people don't really see it because they have the conventional appearance of you know what's desired. They they look attractive, they get whatever. But yeah, I mean, they're not going on dates, they're not doing whatever. They're just um, they'd rather sit up, sit online and thirst trap than meet a boy. They don't. That's their personality is social media. So what happens is, you know, like a lot of those people, they have bad social skills. So it's like eventually you're going to have to actually be for real. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just going to be on Instagram getting likes. How do you turn that into something tangible? In some you know what way, I mean? In some ways, it's almost worse to be into that than to be into like um, Minecraft or whatever. Because, yeah. Because it gives the illusion that you're being social. So it's easier to lie to yourself about how bad you got it. Like I feel like that person who just gives up and becomes a recluse and just sits on Warcraft, they can't deny it to themselves. Like, yeah, this is some some loser shit. But on Instagram, you're getting all these likes. You're going viral. You got a bunch of followers. You're getting all this affirmation every time you open the app. It's easy to tell yourself, hey, I'm not being a loser. This is just a different form of the same thing of real life or or better. Like, you know, that that 
there's a validation you can lie to yourself with. I can do this and not have any expectations. I can do this and I don't have to worry about anybody asking me for anything because really the only thing I'm doing is posting something. You can say whatever you want. I don't have to respond. You know what I mean? I get all the validation I want. I get that dopamine hit. You know, <laughs> that dopamine is like heroin. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. But but also like I'm not a loser because um I'm not like the guy on Xbox uh live just talking with four weirdos. I have 1000 people hitting like as soon as um I post something. How can I be a loser? Like, like right. you know, uh, they're the losers. They're sweating me. Yeah. You know, that's how they think. You're they're, oh, you're the loser. You're the you're the simp. You're the incel cuz you're sweating me and I don't even respond to your DMs. You know what I mean? It's just really weird. It's a weird way and I think you know, we're in 2022. A lot of those people that are doing that, man, they ain't getting no younger. You know what I mean? So it's like, when are yeah. they going to come out of the, I call it the lawnmower man phase. Cause that's, it's like the movie, the lawnmower man, man. Like these people are stuck in this virtual reality that doesn't exist. And you try to get them to come out and they'll cuss you out. They do not want to come out of this. They want this to be real life and they're willing to do whatever. It's almost like the guys that got caught up in the whole QAnon shit. And like, uh, there was a guy up in Washington, his parents, he was living with his parents. He was like 35 years old. And I guess, um, his parents told him like, look, man, you got to get a job. You know what I mean? And he fucking killed his dad and stabbed his mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause they didn't believe in Pizzagate, (laughs) you know? Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. That was during the pandemic. That was during the lockdown. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people don't know how crazy they are yet. Like, uh, right. they don't realize how. I mean, that could apply to us too, man. I mean, I I might not know how crazy I am either. I mean, I kind of feel it to a degree in that. Um, you know, I've started going back to the gym. Like, something happened to me, right? Uh, people don't know. Um, around the time I started the podcast, I had just um. I had torn two rotator cuffs and my patellar tendon in my knee. So I was not able to exercise. I had to get both shoulders surgery on them. Then I had to get um, a PRP shot placement, uh, platelet replacement. This is something that like like athletes get when they get like certain tears. It's not even covered by insurance. It's just expensive as fuck. Uh, they, it's, it's crazy. Um, they, they take your blood out. And then they put it through a centrifuge. Mm. And then um, when they put it through the centrifuge, these platelets from your red blood cells, um, th- uh, this part of your blood separates from the rest of the liquid. Then they inject the concentrated platelets into back into the injury. And it's supposed to like um, make it heal better, but it's not um, covered by in- insurance because it's not FDA approved, but they do it in pro sports uh, all the time. But, they told me that's the only thing you can do for this for this knee, right? So I did that and it hurts. You have to do it three times and they stick a knee deep, they stick the needle deep into your cartilage and all this uh, stuff. But for each of those things, um, two operations, one on each shoulder and uh, the thing in the knee, I had to do physical uh, therapy. Right. And you can't do it all at once. Like if you get both shoulders uh, operated on, then you can't pee. You can't do anything. Like, like you right. have to do one shoulder, rehab the whole thing. Then do then, the other one. Then do the other one. Then rehab yep. that. Then do my knee. So I had gone like a long time um, without uh, exercise. And I was getting like really kind of uh, depressed and antsy. And then, you know, but this is around the time the podcast started. This all coincided with the time the podcast started. Then the pandemic happened 
while I was on the last leg of my rehab, right? So now it's bad enough I can't, before I couldn't exercise, but at least I was leaving the house to go to work. But now I can't exercise. I can't get the exercise from the commute. I'm just home and there's nothing to do but sit home and uh, eat. So then, you know, I started putting on like weight during the pandemic. Weight on, yeah. Yeah, everybody, I think, put on some weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even exercise at, at home. Or, or do anything. My sh- my shoulders, even though they were rehab, they still kind of hurt and everything. And I was just, it was out of practice. But um, I finally, after the rehab finished during the pandemic, I had all that inertia. Like, you know, you, you stay at rest so long, it's hard to get moving, get the momentum. Like once you start a workout routine, you're doing it uh, every week or whatever, mm-hmm. you start running on momentum, but it's hard to move from, from, from rest. So after a couple of, I joined the gym and I wasn't going for weeks. Like I kept saying I was going to go, but I just had no momentum. So I finally got a trainer. I'm like, if I get a trainer, it's going to force me to go. And that's what finally got me out of it. But dude, once I did that and I finally uh, started getting a routine again, I started like losing weight. I started, um, you know, not being out of breath, just like walking up the stairs. Mm -hmm. I was looking back and I was like, man, I look depressed. Like I look at myself. I was like sick. Yeah, I, I look sick, but yeah. When, when you're in it, you don't see it because it because it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are like that now with their with their sanity. Like, you know, like absolutely, like, like you can't see it until you get out of it. Because yeah, it's, and, and, it's and there was certain thing. things that, like, for myself, I did the same thing. Like during the pandemic, I didn't. I used to go to the gym. I was. I used to go to twenty four hour fitness all the time. Like I would do the podcast from my car sometimes way back then. Oh yeah, because I'd be at the gym. Remember? Yeah. So it was like. When the when the the lockdown happened, I went and bought a bike, and I've been on my bike ever since then. Ever yeah, since see, then, that was good. You never lost. You never lost it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to do it like I like I was used to. But the bike did a lot more than just for the health part. My mental, you know what I mean. So it helped me. Like I would get on my bike, and then I would listen to uh, Combat Jack's podcast. I think Combat Jack passed away. Yeah, did he passed away at the beginning of the pandemic, or no, maybe I think he passed right before. Away before the, the before pandemic. that, yeah, yeah. So I would listen to combat, or I find me because music was coming out like crazy at that time too. Oh yeah, and I would find something to listen to, and that really helped because I could get away from the city because the trail that I would ride my bike on, there's nothing up there but some uh, cows and maybe some rabbits and shit. Like you don't see people up there, so I would get on my bike and I go for like twelve and a half miles. You know what I mean, and, just, and then come back. Man, you feel relaxed and it felt like, okay, then once I come back home, I might check Twitter or whatever, but I can, I can decompress from everything. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. I just been sitting still, you know? And I think a lot of people have been sitting still for so long and they're still sitting still. Like they haven't figured out how to um, get out of that lockdown mindset. They're still there. Even people out that aren't at work that are going into the building, they're still in that lockdown mindset. No, it's, no, it's true. Like, like they just transferred that mindset that's why i think the quiet quitting started around the same time people were still yeah. bringing that lockdown mindset like into uh the workplace it's really interesting like yeah, what do they what do they call that what was it called when people quiet, were like uh, uh those quiet quitting and then those quit talks where people were yeah, quitting quit talks that's what it was yeah out. yeah people are yeah. bringing the virtual world into the real world like for example like you know i went back to the gym right but i yeah i realized i've been out of the gym for like years Right. Because um, I got injured. So I was out when I was injured. Then I was out when I was rehabbing. Like like you were able to just go to do do a bike during the pandemic. But me, I wasn't clear to exercise yet. So I couldn't yeah. just 
do stuff. I couldn't, my, my shoulders were shot, so I couldn't do push-ups. I couldn't ride a bike because my knee, right. I wasn't clear to do that. You know what I mean? So I was out of the gym, but I was out of exercise too. And so picture being three to four years out of the gym. And I went back uh, at the tail end of the pandemic. They cleared me to work out, but I was kind of scared to work out because I was I injured myself before and I was like so um I accumulated so much inertia and everything. So when I got back into the gym and I started doing that, I started realizing how did the gym change so much in four years? Mm-hmm. Like all these people were filming influencer yep. in the gym. Yep. People were setting up tripods, you yeah. know, and they were wearing these things. Like women in the gym always dressed kind of sexy i mean it's the gym it's fine right. but people were wearing the most camel toey oh yeah tightest tightest they put out those those uh what were they called those um those those uh amazon leggings mm-hmm. those became real popular at the gym so every woman in the gym even if they don't have a fat ass looked like they got a fat ass dude do you know i only just found out after being back in the gym for a year that those are fake asses like, i was wondering oh yeah how does everyone have such a incredible ass now in the gym and i just thought well those squats are really working i only found out a couple of weeks ago uh about this and um i found out a couple of things they have a song on the inside of the um yep makes it look like the cheeks is clapping all the time yeah because i was like even with tight pants how are these pants going into their ass crack like, <laughs> like, like it doesn't seem normal you know it looks like uh in the 90s uh, there were these popular comic book artists, and they were called like 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 the Image guys, like Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld, and they would draw like these superhero women. Mm-hmm. And their clothes looked like they were naked, like they had oh yeah separate butt cheeks and their breasts and whatever. And it was like when you looked at it, you were like, clothes don't even look like that. Even tight clothes don't just look like body pants. Like that's not even that's not even logical. Yeah, it's not even logical. But this was happening in real life. Those pants look like that. Like you, it looks like your butt is naked. Like you're too. I didn't realize that a there's a thong strip on the inside, so it pulls the fabric into your ass like a like a thong, mm-hmm. and then um, on top of that, they're padded to. Uh, I think ballet uh, tights have this kind of padding. It has as that on it, and and these these people with these pants are filming all these workouts. They're always filming glutes. Like yep, like, like, yep. That's all they work on. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's all they work on. Like, I, no one should be doing glutes seven days a week. They all stand with this what they call anterior pelvic tilt, like the back is broken, which is mm-hmm. how Jim Lee and those guys you draw in the nineties, where the the butt would stick out uh, instead of standing straight to give the illusion of having a bigger butt than you do. They right. all have that kind of duck stance where they, um, you know, the, the butt, the one stick, foot up. Yeah, the one foot up. The arm to block that, you know, that they're, that they're tilting their pelvis back so people can't see it and all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, so these women will be setting up tripods, putting iPads, filming the whole thing, putting the angle of the camera so it's like under the butt cheek so you can catch. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you're not like using the gym to be present or to work on your workout. You're working out thinking of other people. You're thinking of everything they do is them thinking of how they can get attention from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're never getting present. You know what I mean? You're yeah, always yeah. Uh, thinking of broadcasting 24, 24 seven. To me, the most relaxing part of the gym is to be alone with my thoughts. Or Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I find I'll go to, if I, I don't go to the gym right now, I just ride my bike. But if I went to the gym 
I already know for a fact I have two albums I'm going to listen to. By the time those two albums are done, I'm done. I'm going home. But I'm in a zone. Like, I'm in a zone. Like, I could be at the gym and someone might know me and I wouldn't even know they were there. Yeah. I would not even know they were there. If there's women there, I don't know. I I don't go to the gym to pick up women. That's not what I do. So I would not even... You know, and I've seen I've caught people. I remember I put I, I was joking with this girl one time. This is before the lockdown. I was at the gym and uh, we were inside, you know, in, uh, inside 24 hour fitness. They have those. Um, what do they call them? Like those studios, the uh, yoga studios. Yeah. And I went in there to get like something or whatever. And she was in there taking pictures and she had her camera set up. And I was just standing there looking at her and she saw me looking. I started cracking up laughing. And the look on her face was like, yeah, I know I look stupid. You know what I mean? Shoot. You know, at least she had the self-awareness for that because yeah. there's videos going around where people are looking at those people and then they'll flip out. You ever see the one with that girl, uh, these two black guys just happen to look her away and then she's like, excuse me, are you, you have a problem? Like, you know, are, and are you like, she was ready to meet to them. And oh, yeah. She didn't even look that good. Like, like these guys are like, what are you talking about? And she was like, no, I see you looking at me and this, that. And the guy was like, I, I work here. I'll call the police and get you thrown. Oh, out yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember that. I do. And I think he did call the police. Yeah, I think I think he did. And and she posted it up, you know, similar to that person that told Q, uh, I ain't going to read that and thought everyone's going to be with it. And she posted oh, yeah. it. Everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? She had to go private. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they start thinking their bizarro logic is like real. They start actually expecting to be co-signed because they surround themselves with people who think the same. It's like the worst of all worlds, too, because like the two things I used to like about the gym is to be alone with my thoughts, but also like before and after the workout to socialize. So you get kind yeah. of the best of both worlds. You get to be alone in your thoughts. And kind of be in this blissful, almost meditative space. But you also get to say what's up to people, small talk people, uh, maybe ask them to give you a spot. But these people who just go to the gym to uh, also be influencers. Flick it up. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing worse because they're not being alone with their thoughts, but they're also not being social either. They don't talk to anybody. No, no. So it's like you're not being alone. The people that they want to talk to, the people that they're talking to don't exist, at least well. They might exist, but they're only on social media. So we, it could be a bot. We don't know who these people are. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's a pseudo connection. It, it, yeah. It's yeah. like four or five real conversations uh, for to replace that. They choose like a thousands of pseudo connections. And that's. And that's why, you know, like the girl said, I'm fresh and fit. Um, I haven't found a man yet that can do for me that Instagram does for me. We're living in the era of the pseudo. We have just just the pseudo. We have pseudo friends and pseudo connections with a pseudo audience and a pseudo career. And this is just the era of the pseudo. That's what this is. This is, this is the age of the pseudo. Everything we have pseudo food. You know, it's uh, it's not. They might as well just start making robot friends, so you don't need real human being friends. You can program your robot to be the type of friend you want. You know what I mean? And. Just live with that. You know what I mean? You don't need regular human beings and human interaction. Just give people a robot. If you want if you want a friend that sweats you all day, because some people like friends like that. If you want the friend that doesn't come around too often, the robot will go into the closet. You know what I mean? And not bother you. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the end goal of everything. And if you look at what a lot of these people are working on in Silicon Valley and a lot of these rich weirdos, you, you look up transhumanism. So people take Take some time, Google transhumanism, and then go down that rabbit hole. And I tell people, what, I tell people all the time because you know c- conspiracy people they always want to believe yeah. that they're going to make it. 
make it towards you have to do it. It's like, no, 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 no. They're gonna they're not gonna make you want anything. You're gonna want this shit. Yes, they're gonna yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're gonna want it. They ain't gonna force you to do anything. You're gonna want this shit. It's the difference between 1984 and Brave New World. Like everyone thought that it was gonna be 1984, Big Brother's gonna oppress you into doing something, but instead it's Brave New World. They're just gonna tempt and distract you into giving up your own freedom, you know? Yeah. Uh they're gonna make it they're gonna make it fun. But yeah, like like and in line with that, like what you're saying about you're going to be placed everything with robots, the way they're going to make that easier, which is what they're doing now, if you roboticize everybody, then it becomes easier to make the jump to actual robots. Like if your friends and the people you know are pseudo humans, if they're, if they're, if you make human people act like robots gradually, then it's not hard to replace them with, yeah. with, um, robots actual right? robots because that's what people are like you said flesh bots yeah people are flesh bots now people behave robotically so it's like um like um people have sex now by watching a lot of porn and yeah. doing what they see in the porn yeah which is something that you could train a robot to do like you can't train a robot to people have... watch so much porn yeah they're starting to actually admit to doing this degrading type stuff and it becomes popular like the whole uh eating someone's ass became so popular you know what i mean and yeah. you know it's one thing for it to be popular and i'm not trying to be biased but it's one thing for it to be popular in certain communities but with black people usually that's not something that black people all of a sudden then all of a sudden became popular to do all this debauch debauch shit so now you're seeing these girls on <laughs> i think i should <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. I think I showed you guys, but there's like a couple of females, black women that are on Twitter and they're on, you know, on Twitter is nothing but porn. Oh, yeah. But only fans. Well, one girl is shitting. You know what I mean? Like, that's what she does. And oh, it's like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? It's really weird shit. You know, all of a sudden now you guys are into spitting in each other's mouths and slapping each other and all this other shit. You know what I mean? But they're programmed. They, they Exactly. They're programmed by the porn. And if regular people can uh, are now programmed, then because that's where they program a AI and stuff. So so, yeah. so basically, um, this is what I think they're doing. The AI is getting better, but the AI can't do it all to make can't the do AI it all yet. Yeah. really work. You have to. This is how I think they're getting around it. it. Make the people meet the AI and the robots halfway. Yeah, you know, if we can make if we can make the people. Um, willingly volunteer to act more like robots and artificial intelligence. Like, look, look how people tweet now. People tweet like a bot. Like, you know. Tweet, yeah, like bots, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you'll say something and someone will be like, not the Blair, not the Blair. Uh, it's the Blair for me. Um, right. Post the same five gifts in response to everything. Uh, say the same things in response to everything. Uh, Google's free. Uh, it's not my job to educate you. Um, you know, and it, like, like, you don't know what's real anymore because especially on Twitter now because of ads and bots that already existed on there. Like before you knew what a bot was these days, you don't know. The humans are bots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can't tell the human bots from the, from the, from the real bots. Um, when, when Elon Musk said that they're going to get rid of bots. I'm like, well, you might as well just get rid of the fucking app. I'm like, <laughs> you can't get rid of no fucking bots, bro. Cause the people are the bots too now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, it's crazy with uh, <laughs> Twitter to me. Like, um, those people, there's a lot of people who like the dysfunction of Twitter, but it's their dysfunction. Yeah. And once Elon came aboard, they started pretending to care 
about the kids. Oh yeah, about it's normalcy. Like kid, oh yeah, yeah, yeah immorality. Like, yeah, so so it's kind of funny. Like when Elon came on, people were like since Elon came on, uh, examples of the N word spiked twenty thousand <laughs> percent, and it's like, um, okay, any search on Twitter right now. The results are eighty percent porn. I don't know yeah, oh, yeah. what it is. Like I yeah. think I was telling you the other day. Like I can't search for anything on Twitter without like all the results being like like porn. Like I was. Oh yeah. Um, there was this ice spice freestyle that I heard that I liked, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find it on YouTube, so I said, "Let me um let me search for this freestyle on Twitter because I saw it on Twitter, right? Uh, I can't find it on YouTube, but you know I wanted to uh, save it, so I entered ice spice all porn. Yep. And most of the point doesn't have Ice Spice in it. People it just, just has her name there. Yeah, because they know it's something popular. So there's people just putting anything that might be a popular search, they're tagging the porn with it to force you to look at their, yep. at, at their porn. Yep. So yep. I was just scrolling and scrolling and it's just like porn after porn. You give up. You give up after a while. Yeah. So it's like, okay, um, this thing is littered with porn. There's child predators all over um Twitter, like I didn't actually know this, but this is like child uh, predator advocate who's been fighting with the old brass mm-hmm. to there's like these hashtags that the child predators use. Oh, to, yeah. Uh, share. And if you know what the hashtags are, you can find all types of child pornography and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, this place was a cesspool for the longest time. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, so the, the N word spiked <laughs> 2,000, 20,000 percent one day, but it's not like this place was some kind of haven of decency, you know, um, before. People were arguing all day. People were canceling each other over nothing. People were doxing each other and, and everything, yeah. but it was you and your friends. You get, you, you get, you banned, you get banned for, for arguing with someone. Meanwhile, the child porn is just chilling. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just your... It was a dysfunction that served uh, you, so you're right. fine. You're fine with it, and now suddenly it's like, what about the kids? What about the children? With Elon, yeah, I saw man. the other day where like saying like uh, Elon Musk and Twitter has gotten rid of over 124,000 uh, child pornography. I don't know if it was like uh, tweets or people who were tweeting that kind of stuff. Yep, or something. Yep, and they were like saying it was the first time. Yeah, in in Twitter's existence, that they finally got rid of it. So I was like, well, was, was fighting with them for a while to do it. Yeah, and, and they yeah. And they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. That just lets you know, right there, man. The people that were running Twitter before you can say what people can say what they want, whatever political side they lean on. Those motherfuckers were weirdos. Yeah, I'm, I mean, they, Musk is still a weirdo. He's just a oh, he's a weird. Yeah, he's a bot himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't he supposed to be on Saturday Night Live this weekend? Oh, I had no idea. That's interesting. Uh, I thought he was hosting Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. I think I heard Dave Chappelle say that he's done it before, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. Did it oh, did then it. that might have been an old episode of uh, Joe Rogan I was happened to be listening to because Dave Chappelle was on there. Oh, okay, so um, it might have been an old one. You know, you know that's interesting too, right? Like, I, like I saw this blue check. He tweeted, "Call me crazy, but I don't think a billionaire should control whether." Uh, hundreds of thousands or a billion people get to talk to each other. It's like it was already owned by, it was already owned by a billion. What are you talking about? Yeah, you still want this billionaire, which is fine. But why are you making up these fake principles? Yeah, you know, just say I don't like Elon Musk. Just say you don't like Elon Musk because he has a lot of money, and you don't like him having a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy who's I think I'm sympathetic with having a lot of money and owning Twitter is you know fine. But this this billionaire, you know. 
Yeah, so it's like you don't hate billionaires because at the end of the day, they people. I don't know if it's an American thing or just a human being thing. People are sometimes with billionaires and millionaires. They like certain millionaires and billionaires. They love Beyonce, but they don't like Jay Z. What the fuck is the difference? They're married. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are sometimes about that kind of stuff. You know, they like Warren Buffett, but they don't like Elon Musk. And it's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, is it is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? Which one is it? Like, they don't it like Elon Musk, but they like George Soros because exactly all this all this stuff. You know, you know, um, something that's kind of interesting to me, right? Is I've said this before: the extent to which people really believe in corporations now as agents of social as humans, yeah, yeah, as humans and agents of social justice. It's like. Uh, Disney, what are you going to do about, you know, don't say gay? <laughs> right. What? Disney's like an evil, like, why are you expecting them to... Of all uh, people. Yeah, to be your moral, you know, champions. But yeah, yeah. And like, you know what's crazy is that most people, they fought against corporations being treated as humans because they want corporations taxed. Yeah. But because co- corporations are treated as one person, they're not being taxed. Which one is it? You know what I mean? What I love is uh, people who will tell you like, hey, I don't like um, I don't like Joe Biden and the crime bill. What do you want? You know, you want want everything to be perfect. You can't ask anybody. (laughs) Hey, I don't like uh, what I think Barack Obama should advocate for black people. Oh, you just want the world. You want, you know, you can't spend like for some reason, politicians, you're not supposed to. How dare you ask them for something? Yeah. You're not supposed to act politicians for anything. You know, right. except to be a Democrat, like yeah, that's they're, it. That's they're, they're it. Powerless, they have no obligation to anybody. Politicians even tweet stuff like politicians will be tweeting like we have to raise. Like Kamala Harris tweeted once, we have to raise awareness about this problem. Um, this problem. It's like, bitch, you're the vice president. What you, yeah, what the fuck are you telling us for? Who are you gonna raise it to? Like, like you're as high up the chain as a guest. Like, 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 why are you acting like you're down here with us? You know. But corporations, though, people believe in that. Like, like now it's like, what's Disney gonna do about global global warming? You know. Uh, what? Hey Ford, why aren't you making the right type of? You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like. There are elected representatives, like, but instead of voting with ballots, we're just voting with dollars. And these are like we've accepted that these are our actual overlords now. Um, and that's the reason why celebrities can run for president and possibly win. Yeah, yeah, because of the celebrity worship, corporation worship. You know what I mean? Like, all if if the the CEO of I don't know, name the corporation that everybody loves for whatever reason. Like, uh, I'm not gonna say Nike because some people don't like Phil Knight, but if it was some other corporation. And that person came out and said they were running for something. People will vote for them just because they like their product. But 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 you know but you know what the the problem is like uh, that person who runs a corporation might become a celebrity, but people would actually probably ask less of them. Less of them, the yes. Political office, yes. They would ask for them as a CEO. Like I think actual politicians now are seen as royalty, mm-hmm. like like modern royalty, like like you know the king and queen and the prince. They're just there for people to kind of worship and fawn over but no one actually expects them to pass laws anymore they right. don't actually have that responsibility that's for um parliament and actual politicians i think our actual politicians at least on the democrat side have become like royalty like people just want to yes figures yeah people just want to yes queen kamala harris all day people just want really mostly to um you know black excellence obama all day but they want like the corporations to actually and you know how we know that's true and i'm gonna give you a perfect example of that uh yesterday you know the whole deon sanders thing was going on right 
So yesterday there was a lady uh, in Shannon Sharp's mentions. She called Deion Sanders a sellout. Guess what her username was on Twitter? It was Kamala. And what's the one lady that's the judge? Katana, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. Katanya. That's that was her name on Twitter. And I quote her. I said, man, the irony is you calling this person a sellout. And this is the people that are your that you're using as your username. Man, this lady went off. She started talking about how I don't have no mom. I ain't got no dad. I ain't shit. I ain't go to college. All kinds of crazy stuff. And and with those two, it's not even just inactivity. They've actively done fucked up things to the black community. And that's what I said. I said, Tanya has had some fucked up uh, rulings against black people. I told her, I said, how can Dion be a, a, a sellout? He's just a football coach. These people put black people in prison. Yeah. For truancy. And and, and Katanya did this thing that denied a lot of black people a payout from a corporation. From corporations, she, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, you guys really are for the symbolic, the symbolism. It doesn't matter what they do. They don't even research what they do. They just no. like them as, you know, uh, like what a modern queen is. Just, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, like if I, actually, if I ask someone what Queen England, the Queen of England did, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, she don't do anything. Well, that's the same thing as these people. Like, they don't know what they do. They don't care if they do anything also. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just a simple fact. I want them, Kanye thing, I want them there because I want them there. Not because they earned it, not because they have something tangible that they're going to bring or they're going to pass a certain law or there's certain politics. I want them there because I want them there. Hey, you know, that's another great example. Like, uh, she doesn't expect anything from Katanya, who's on the Supreme Court, or anything from Kamala Harris, who is uh, the vice president, but she expects something from uh, Deion Sanders and Kanye. Literally. Like like the celebrities, the corporations, the athletes, they better step up. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're the the ones who we're expecting stuff from, not actual politicians. Deion's a sellout because he chose to take another job at another school, but never mind the political side of it. He's not a politician. He's not the college president. He's not any of that. He's just he's a not act, He's not a community activist. He's not a, at all. These people will be will not say boo about Patrice Cullors taking stuff that was meant to be donated to the community and getting us off four houses. But uh, uh, and she's supposed to be actually doing activism, but they will scrutinize Deion Sanders' activism. <laughs> he hasn't done anything near as bad. And, he, and just, he's done more. He's actually done tangible. He's stuff. actually this dude gave half, half his salary, salary back. Yeah, he donated half his salary back. You know what's crazy? Is that I he tweeted with the that, water. Yeah, yeah. He donated his own money, gave his own money, and found other sponsors to bring in uh, water for not just the football team, but for all the kids on campus. All right. So that was a preview. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode, then by all means, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. Take care, y'all.